Welcome to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey, where we explore the rise of feminine energy in life, leadership and business. This podcast is for you if you are a leader in business and corporate and you're struggling to find meaning in what you do and how you engage your team. So join us as we talk all things leadership, strategy and culture and how we value both the feminine and the masculine in men, women and society at large to make a difference in our workplaces. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Anne Whitaker, a colour and image consultant, and we're looking at masculine and feminine energy in a slightly different way. We're looking at how we represent ourselves in the world and how we show what energy we truly are and how we balance that in maybe our jobs, for example. So we're going to be talking about how we represent masculine and feminine energy in our style. We're also going to touch on this internal and external piece and how we gain confidence. So if we show the external well, how does it help our internal? And also try and banish this it'll do mentality for good. So Anne talks about how a lot of the time we will leave the house and we'll go, yeah, I'll do, it'll do, my outfit's fine. And that doesn't start us off with a great degree of confidence. So how do we get around that? So here's a great conversation about how we represent our energies in the world. Welcome, Anne. Thank you for being on the Captivating Leadership Podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, it's wonderful to have you here because we're going to be talking about all things confidence and also how that comes across in the way that we dress. And I I love this topic because people have said to me before, oh, you know, you talk about feminine energy and you don't wear floral dresses. What's that all about? (laughs) And I just felt that that's just such a funny uh, perception that we have when we're thinking about dress and how people project themselves and perceive themselves. So do you want to tell us a bit about what you do, what a colour and image consultant does? Yes. What I basically do is I teach you how to make the most of yourself. I teach people how to make the most of themselves. So if people are wearing the wrong colours, and it's shadings of colours, so everyone can wear a blue, a green, a red, all colour, you know, main colour ideas are there. Mm. But it's about that shading. So it's whether you need to wear a lime green or you need to wear an emerald green, whether you need to wear a poppy red or more of a tomato, a yellowy red. The wrong ones will make you look tired, drab, sick, ill, drained or insignificant so you can literally either stand out too much from wearing the wrong colors or you can actually just just be drab and boring whereas the right colors what people do people see is they see you Mm. so you look well you look healthy you look dynamic you look in control of yourself you're present rather than lost and, and so do you find that this helps people with things like confidence and how and how they feel inside massively (laughs) Uh, you know we've all heard it if you look good you feel good and it's true when we look in the mirror and this is more women so when women look in the mirror we see every single flaw when men look in the mirror they generally don't and that's a generalization but Mm. they don't as much as women definitely when you're looking in the mirror and you're wearing the right colors and shape and style which I didn't really touch on yet you just look better so you like the person you see more in the mirror. You tend to be kinder to the person you see in the mirror and you're more confident because it's getting it right. It also can give people a toolkit that gives them the ability to put an, an armor on, a daily dress on that they know works. 
Ah, oh, so you can sort of go, right, this is the this is the outfit I feel fabulous in and that just changes my attitude towards the day. Yeah, definitely. And I mean it's not just one outfit. It will it goes through everything. So whether it's your work outfits or it's your personal outfits or your it's your Melbourne Cup outfit, it's it goes all the way through you. So a lot of people will like that self-confidence. Mm. A lot of people, you wouldn't know they're lacking self-confidence. But I know for myself, I had the reason I do what I do is 17 years ago, I went along to a color and image consultant, with, which ended up as the company I trained with. Um, and it changed my life. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. And it gave me something. It gave me some rules to follow. that I knew if I followed those rules, I looked good. Mm. So it just gave you like a framework and and which works. Yeah. And what I find fascinating is, you know, we've had conversations about this masculine and feminine energy, whether it comes from a man or a woman and just how it projects over in in dress. So I I think a lot of our listeners are corporate women who have worked their way up or they're in leadership positions. And a lot of the time I've when I talk to women, I, I wear a lot of bright colors and a lot of flowing dresses because I like that. <laughs> and, and, um, but I talk to women and they, they say things like, you know, can, can you wear that in the corporate environment? Is it appropriate? Like I should be, you know, suited, booted, buttoned up and gray yeah. and all of that. Like how, yeah. do you, how do you approach that with, with um, the ladies and gents that you work with? I think it, to a certain degree, it depends on your job to a certain degree. But these days, colour's much more available. It's much more approachable. One thing colour does do is it makes you more approachable. Oh, interesting. So, Why? You know, and, people are, and it also perceives you in, to be happier. And colour doesn't have to be a bright pink. It mm. could just be it's a shade of navy. It's a shade of grey. So why does so it make I, you more approachable? That's really interesting. It softens you. So it's, it's back to we're putting an armor on and if you're wearing the wrong colors so for instance i'm going to use black on myself Mm. if i put black on myself it puts about 10 years on me for a start which you know i'm 50 now and i don't really need another 10 years putting on me (laughs) um it also can make you look bigger and bulkier and it can make you look stern i've had a couple of clients recently where it's literally it's changed their facial expression in a way it it's it's made them look stern Whereas where they're in the right colours for them, and again, like I'm saying, it could just be a different shade of grey or it's going into a navy rather than a black. And it, it softens and it takes away that sternness, that coldness. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's really quite interesting what it can do. So in most, in most professions, we do need to be approachable. We are dealing with people generally in some capacity, mm. whether that's in a senior management role or... You know, a more client-facing bill. Yeah. Uh, so we need to be, we don't want to be looking stern. Now, we might want to be authoritative. And one of the things I do with, with my clients is I ask them how they want to be perceived. I think it's a really good thing to, to think about every day of who are you meeting and how do you want to be perceived by that person? Yes. So really common words that come out, you know, if we're talking corporate, is professional um, personable quite often comes out, approachable, formal. Formal can be a good one. Well-groomed is always there. Mm. Uh, but their words, they're very individual. Whereas someone who's more, say, in a, a client-facing could want friendly. Right. Yeah. And I also take it through into your personal life of how do you want to be perceived personally. And those can be very different words than your professional life. And you want to make certain you're reflecting that 
to the audience you're talking to. Mm. And so this this well-groomed, formal, approachable corporate person, yes. um, I, I, I don't know, I suppose a lot of people will think, oh, in corporate, I have to wear a suit. And that means that I get the sort of the jacket and the tailored trousers or skirt. And it's all quite masculine we got, yeah. you know, even if it's on a woman yeah. and um, I'm sure there are lots of women out there like me that don't want that complete masculine yeah. look so what yeah. are the sorts of things you do to or like bring in some of the the feminine energy into that okay well one of the things is it could be a dress suit so mm-hmm. having a very smart dress with a jacket that matches so taking that that immediately into a more feminine thing but it's also your accessories mm-hmm. and it's also the cut of that suit so for yeah. some people, that real suited, booted look suits them. You know, the pencil skirt, the very almost like a blazer type buttoned up look. It, su- it suits them and it's perfect in the high heels. Yes. For other people, that's not them. You know, like you were saying, you, the, you know, the things you like, you're going to feel uncomfortable in that. And if you're feeling uncomfortable, then you're not at ease. So you're not going to be as confident in the way you feel and the way you actually interact with people because you're going to feel buttoned up. So it could just be a different cut on that skirt. So rather it being that pencil, is it a skirt with a bit more movement? Mm. So it's still corporate, but it's not as structured and firm. Yes. Yeah. And and you talk a lot about how to hold authority. So recognizing that these ladies are in roles where um, they have to bring that balance of masculine and feminine. And so their attitude has to be able to hold authority. So how do you signal that through dress? Main one is accessories. I've got to preface it a little bit because there's a a line that says, you know, you should add accessories and then look in the mirror and take one off. Oh, yes. I've heard that one before. Yes. (laughs) That does actually work for some people. So Mm. some people maybe. Um, for what I would call my more classics, that possibly is right, though they probably haven't put too much on in the first place. Yes. Uh, for some of my people that have more of that, much more of that feminine energy, actually the accessories is a really good way of doing it. It's a way you can stamp your individuality as well. Yeah. So while you're still wearing the uniform, you could have a different necklace, you could have a different blouse, you could have a different way you're doing your hair. There's a way you can bring your personality into things. What does your handbag look like? Mm. What are your shoes like? Everything can be personalized to you. What does your pen look like? All those things can be different. And that's how you can bring in that feminine side while still giving that structure that maybe your job or your profession requires from you. Mm. And do you find um, that women come to you and they they're feeling like they've over-masculinized themselves and they don't know what to do about it. Is that like, it would, what would be the common problems where people come to you? Um, a lot of people come to me when they're in change. Oh, so okay. I get a lot of people that come on a personal level, you know, with divorce, widowhood, any sort of change. Going back into the, the workforce can be a really big challenge for people after they've gone through that time with children, maternity leave or, you know, spending some time out of the workforce due to kids. So quite often that's a big one because they've then, you know, particularly in that feminine, they've sat more in that feminine and they've got to realign themselves. But they're also quite often they're in their core values have changed by having kids. Yes. Yes. And so, um, and so that reflects, well, you, yeah. you want to reflect that in how you present yourself. Yeah. Suddenly it doesn't feel right. The clothes you're wearing don't feel right any longer. Yeah. So they might still fit you, 
but they don't feel right for the person you are. And that's quite, that's, a, that's actually something I hear a lot that, you know, I just, I don't feel like me. I don't feel that it represents me. Um, quite often people just have lost their way. Mm. So I find a lot of people have lost their way. The other one, which you know, you'll know, is about looking the part. So yes. as people move up that ladder, they actually do need to dress differently. They need to carry more authority. They need to feel more confident. And that can be another big time where people come to see me. Yeah. Because it's now important. It's not as important to them when they're lower down. But now they need they need to be able to walk into that boardroom and know they own it. Yes. Yes. And so you must see stacks of different people, mainly women. I know you've worked with some men, but mainly women. And the confidence, you, you must have like a complete insight into confidence for women. <laughs> you, you must hear <laughs> all of the fears, all of the concerns, yeah. all of the worries. And then you see people transform or so what's your perspective on confidence? Because you've got a real interview there. Um, well, it's an internal thing. Confidence is an internal thing, but the way I I work is if you know the outside's right, the inside will automatically feel better. And I've said a couple of times about it is about putting an armor on sometimes, but it's whether that armor feels like it fits you or it feels like it doesn't. Like it's like you're playing dress up. A lot of women are playing dress up in their lives, and it. It's either in their corporate life. Sometimes they, they do corporate really well or they're, they're comfortable in that, but they're not comfortable in their professional, uh, sorry, in the personal side. Oh, so they don't know how to uh, like bring down their, their person in, their, their actual personality in that doesn't have to yeah. be the work one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and I'm sure you'll have encountered that with, with talking with people that they actually feel very at home in that boardroom, that, that corporate side but then they get a bit lost when they have to do a school function or something like that. Yes. And so they go over corporatized to it or something. Yeah. 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 Something you were saying earlier about like it, it, it might still fit, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and I was curious as to that impact on people's uh, confidence, because a lot of what we're talking about here is authenticity yeah. and how, how do you represent yourself and your position in a way that works for you? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hearing as well that if it, we're more likely, they, they say, I don't know if this is true, but one of the things that gets talked about a lot is that women suffer a lot from imposter syndrome. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering that if we, if we go out and we don't feel right in what we're wearing, whether that contributes to it. Yeah, it does. Definitely. And it, uh, if you're already got walking out the door going, oh, I don't really like what I'm wearing or it doesn't feel right or it'll, it's that it'll do. Mm. So, so much, so many women and men walk through life or go through life going, it'll do. Yes. It's an okay outfit. I look okay. Well, if you go out looking okay or it'll do, you're going to feel that. So it does impact your confidence massively. If you can walk out going, I look damn good today. I know that this is, I've absolutely nailed this. I'm perfectly, and the biggest word I can give to your, your, your listeners is appropriate. Right. So tell us about that. Okay. So you want to be appropriate for, I call it the W's. So who are you meeting? Literally, who is it? You know, your boss? Is it work colleagues? Is, are you, are you at a retreat for something? Who are you meeting? 
You want to make certain you're dressed appropriately. Where are you meeting them? So is it inside? Is it outside? Is it the boardroom? Is it a golf club? Mm. Why are you meeting them? So what? why and what are slightly different? So I use both. So what, what do you want out of the meeting and why are you meeting them are slightly different? So you can have been called in to um, a review panel, but you might want a different outcome from that. Yes. What's the meeting for and why, why are you meeting and what do you want out, out of that? Um, if you want a pay rise, you want to go in with more authority. Mm. If you think, if you know you've done something wrong, you might want to lose some of the, that authority for that particular meeting not come in as as powered up yes. um, the other one of course is the weather yes um, what is the weather? <laughs> <laughs> people can probably tell we're both from the uk and i don't know how you yes. found it and moving to brisbane but I, I would oh goodness me in summer in the humidity and things like that i had to completely change how yeah. i dressed because of the sweat <laughs> Well, I came via Africa, so I, I was already living pretty much on the equator. <laughs> Me, it wasn't too bad. You know. I left the UK, it's cold and this is lovely and sunny. Um, I realised early on, if I wore patterns, it covered up the like sweat marks a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> but it can really throw you. I mean, I had a lady, um, I was training Ashley via Zoom this week and she was corporate in the UK and she has moved over and she's in Perth. And she's also got married. So her life has completely changed and she's just lost all direction. Right. She knew what she was doing with English weather and dressing in you know, English clothes because, you know, let's face it, it's cold most of the yes. time. <laughs> but the minute she moved to a hot climate and her situation changed as well, she completely just couldn't do it any longer. Yeah, And it was just about reframing and talking her through it and I do I work a lot with your personality so first of all my first step is is obviously if somebody's near enough to come and see me to do face to face but to work with color but then it's also about looking at your style your body shape and your personality so looking at there is nobody that's wrong we are all completely different and unfortunately all those supermodels out there and the glossy magazines have made us all or most of us unhappy with our appearance Mm. there's a whole thing about comparing yourself to everybody else and nobody is perfect not one person is perfect what we can do on an image and color side is we can take the attention away from perceived flaws and bring up the attention to the better areas. Mm. I actually look at your body shape. It's really important. Working out with those proportions. But also that personality is really important as well. Because if you're playing dress up every single day, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm, and I'm tired, I imagine. Yeah, actually, it's actually energy sapping. Yeah. And what will happen is you'll... So we'll use the example of like somebody like me. If I was suited and booted every single day just isn't me it's too restrictive it doesn't go with my personality at all I can wear a suit and it is for me it's a more masculine tailored suit but it's not that high heels pencil skirt very very that structured look Mm. now but I I would come home and I literally would fall in a heap clothing wise because I would have to take that stuff off me as fast as possible because it would feel restrictive for me Mm. And then I would probably go into the worst case of casual. 
So really the stuff that nobody ever is <laughs> wearing. Um, <laughs> the tracky yeah, dacks that they yeah, say. Much, that's the one. <laughs> and that's another one. If you have things in your wardrobe, I would you know suggest that your, your listeners open up their wardrobe when they've got some time, so probably a weekend, and really review what's in there. And do you love it? Do you actually more like it? Preferably you should love it and feel amazing in it. But if you've got stuff in that wardrobe that you actually go, I don't want anyone to see me in. That's the stuff I don't want to answer the door in or I would be mortified. (laughs) Just get rid of it. It's taking energy away from you. really is. So, But going back to what I was saying, so being very, very tired, being very structured and then coming in literally flopping afterwards. And then you come to something like Melbourne Cup. And I'm using that because obviously, you know, it's a big thing in the Australian mm. year. And for people, a lot of people, it can be a real challenge. And I would imagine for a lot of you corporate ladies, it will be a big challenge. Because if you are in that real structured corporate, how do you change for that particular day? Yeah, and it's so interesting here because people have Melbourne Cup celebrations at work. Yeah. And so people are managing like, well, what's their work thing? Or do they rock up for the day completely decked out? Yeah. Or do they just bring the little fascinator to just show a hint? You know, it's quite interesting, isn't it? We don't really have that in the UK. No, we don't have that. We don't do that one. Um, But yeah, some people will just love the fact that it's Melbourne Cup and they will happily wear their floral just because it's a one time they can or they feel that they can. And other people, it's just going to be their worst nightmare. Yes. And it's about finding out who you are inside. And then we, I will work with you of, of how all that looks so that these, these worst nightmare scenarios aren't worst nightmare any longer. You have a plan for them. Mm. And so what are the sort you say you look at personalities and, mm-hmm. and, and help people understand, I suppose, understand themselves better. Yeah. Uh, what are the sorts of things, what would be a couple of examples of, uh, of personalities that come out for people? Okay, so we've talked about that, the more you know, suited, booted. Mm. That does work for some people. Then you've also got somebody who's much more natural, much more, they tend to be more sporty or more outdoorsy. <laughs> they tend to just be um, more tactile. They like fabrics with, with, um, with like a feel to them. Mm. So walls, linens, things like that. So that's, that's another one. And then you've got, you know, very much more that that higher feminine energy and they tend to be the people that are attracted to the floral dresses now i'm being very general here yes yeah. um, so if you that. are attracted to a floral dress that does not mean to say that's who you are yeah <laughs> there can quite often be a lot of programming in there of why you're you're attracted to certain things yeah interesting uh, oh from when people have grown up you mean in the same yes. way that when we look at behavioral profiles the same thing comes across yeah. yeah yeah i mean if you've been you know brought up in a, a structure where they're going no you're not going to achieve and you're just a, a woman and you can you know don't go for those big jobs that is going to also have one affected your mindset on where you're going but also in the way you dress it will affect it as well and, and do you so, see do you see cultural differences so you, you've obviously lived in the uk africa and australia as, as far as i know maybe yeah. other places as well but do you see big cultural differences in how um how dress and image is, are perceived um yes and no I, I think with women unfortunately like i said a lot there's a lot of women out there that won't embrace their feminine femininity 
Um, but there's also that how how you've been brought up does affect that. So you know, if that's something, I'll use an example again of myself. You know, I was very much brought up. My mum was a stay-at-home mum. That's what I had an older mum, and that's what I was brought up with: stay-at-home mum, look after the kids, all that. And that programming is there, um, and also culturally. Depending where we are, we have certain cultural norms that you have to adhere to. Mm. So when I was in Zanzibar, obviously everybody was going to have be veiled. That's a cultural norm. Yeah, but the difference in their dress was still there. So there's still how do you incorporate that personality into what you need to wear, whether it's a work uniform or a cultural uniform. Yeah, yeah. So the little tweaks can still be there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so you see women reject femininity. Do you, yeah. Why, what, what, why, what reasons do people give or what, when you're exploring it with them, why do we feel that there's this rejection of femininity? Do you think? Um, a lot of people find that it's not powerful. Right. So it's power-based. Yeah. A lot of people who are more of that feminine, almost softer, but it's not softer. Um, like I said, there's, there's nothing that's right or wrong. So everything's about a balance. So there's no right or wrong here. Mm. Um, but you know, it is, it's about, you can't wear, like you said, you can't wear floral dresses. You can't do that. You've, it's all these rules that we've been told along the line by various people. And quite often, you know, parents, relatives and teachers can be, you know, huge influences, not always for the positive. Um, I find a lot of people that have been through um, that army upbringing are quite yeah. often more you know, they've been channeled there or they're being channeled towards engineering and things they might be very feminine but they don't feel they can show that femininity in that particular um environment yeah yeah it's really interesting isn't it this this the piece you said there about softness and power and um i, I mean that comes through a lot about that we're talking about image and, and dress here yeah. but um the the rejection of the feminine generally yeah. comes from this well it's not powerful when actually it's you know the ultimate power sits there yeah. um yeah so it's one really- of the examples i i we use sometimes is the bird so you think about a bird so people think, oh, yeah, little frail birdie, you know, it raises its young. But they migrate huge distances, but they have incredible plumage. Mm. So it's about just sitting as who you are. There's, there's a huge strength. We all have a huge strength inside us, every mm. single one of us. It's about finding that strength and embracing that strength. And I know that you mainly work with women, but you do have some male clients. Yes, I do. Yeah. And how, uh, how can a man like soften up his look if he wanted to, uh, you know, you've got the same thing in corporate where they probably feel like they need to be suited to a degree. I know in Australia, yes. it's slightly more casual than say in the UK. Um, but how would a man like soften up his image with not necessarily all going like completely pink shirt, which I know a few of them fear. What would they do? It can be colour, but it doesn't necessarily mean, need to be pink. So colour can make a big difference. And there's, there's a whole world of colour out there. It's just people have got stuck in, in black and white, mm. massively stuck in black and white. Everyone believes the little black dress suits everyone. You know, black's corporate, it's formal. Men, you need a white shirt and a black suit. Particularly in Australia, no, you don't. Yeah. Luckily, you're very fortunate here. But again, it's about that style. 
what's the style of the shirt? You know, if we're going in casual, what are they wearing casual? There's little differences. For men, it is harder to show that personality. Mm. Definitely. It can be done with pattern. Tie is also a massive one. And color in ties is huge. Mm. You know, because it radiates up on your face. So even if you're still wearing the black and white, if you've got a colorful tie, it's one is stamping your personality right away. Yeah. 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 And I don't mean it's a Mickey Mouse tie or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's a pattern that you put on the tie. It's the colors you use on the tie. That's the personality stamp straight away. Yeah. I think you see more men experimenting a little, don't we, with the colors <laughs> and nice shoes or just slightly different style of shoe or... Um, yeah. Cuffling and suits just look so much better than they used to. There, there seems to be a lot more stylish in suits yeah. now. Yeah, and you yeah. can get them tailored for you these days. You can get them custom made at not crazy prices. So it's absolutely fascinating conversation. I love this whole perspective about how we put ourselves out there and what it says on the internal. And if you just had one message that you wanted to leave our, our listeners with, what, what, what would it be? I think it's what I said before, is be appropriate. Mm. Just be appropriate because that answers so many questions that people have of what do I wear. The minute you start running through those, who am I meeting, why am I meeting them, where am I meeting them, you know, what's the weather doing, it, it makes a huge difference. It gives you, again, it gives you a framework. It gives yes. you that point of reference. Yes, so they're your five Ws, is that right? So yes. who, what, why, where, when. and weather. All right. Yeah. Wow. And when as well. So when? Oh yes. When, when is another one because time of day makes a difference. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anne, for being on this. It's just another perspective on this whole masculine, feminine energy and how we show it to the world. So I really appreciate yep. you sharing your insights with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, Anne, for joining me today. It's been an absolute delight to have you on the show and understand all about how we represent our energies in the world. If you would like to connect with Anne, her website is www.annewhitaker.com.au and it's A-N-N-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R or her email is Anne at annewhitaker.com.au. And Anne can help you understand what colors suit you, what shapes of clothes suit you, and really nail that first impression of your image of what you want to put out there in the world. Thank you for listening to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review as this helps us spread the message and keep the conversations going. If you'd like to find out more about Rebecca's work, go check out her website on AchieveLeadSucceed.com where you can sign up to receive her ebook on the five C's of feminine energy and a video of Rebecca talking about leadership and feminine energy. And we've also got a Facebook group where we talk about all things leadership and culture, particularly around masculine and feminine energy. And that's called Captivating Leadership. So you're very welcome to join us there too. See you soon. Mm-hmm.